Hey guys, it's Derek again. I know. I just recorded one of these like two hours ago, but I'm back and I lied. Two hours ago I told you, or the last episode I told you, that I would release these in blocks of genre-specific topics. So, you know, something about business, four or five uh, uh, articles, followed by four or five life lessons, personal stories. This one's a little bit different, and I felt called to write this today, so I'm going to go ahead and record it, and I'm just going to release it because it's so close to home for me. It's called The Power of Forgiving Yourself. In it, I use an image that I um, used from a video I shot a little over two years ago where I put blood in my mouth uh, as a way to convey really the pain that I put myself through. So... I'm going to go ahead and get started. The most challenging task any of us ever face is something most of us don't have any experience with. I'm talking about forgiveness, but not the kind you extend to someone out of mercy. I'm talking about forgiving yourself. We are all destined at some point in our life to make mistakes. It's imminent. You have made mistakes. To make a mistake means you are human, but to forgive... Well, isn't forgiveness godly? I guess I always thought of it that way anyways. Bob Goff says that grace doesn't seem significant until you need some. Just a little. I love that quote, probably because I've witnessed firsthand the power of forgiving myself. I'm going to get personal here for a second, but I'm going to bring it back home. When I first had my bout with alcoholism, I hit rock bottom. I thought I would lose it all. My marriage, my home, kids, everything that I loved and took for granted for so long was going to go away forever. At least that's what I thought. So I put in the work. Before I felt comfortable accepting forgiveness, I went through four 12-step study programs, which consisted of nearly a year of commitment each even though I knew God forgave me the moment I asked him, and even though my wife had forgiven me, I couldn't muster up the courage to let myself off the hook. Even after all the work, the work I put into my recovery, the hours I spent volunteering, the gestures of kindness, the gratitude letters, the mission trips to India, the Dominican Republic, the testimonies that I had read, the lessons I volunteered to teach at Celebrate Recovery, I still didn't feel worthy of self-love. It wasn't until nearly six years later that I finally accepted my own apology. I knew what I did all along. I knew it was wrong, but I also knew I couldn't help myself. That's something you have to learn to accept. What I didn't realize is that, that I was sick, really sick. You might not know this, but I've never met anyone in recovery which left the program with the same struggle they entered with years earlier. It's because the real problems are buried underneath the surface of the issue everyone sees and no one, not you or anyone else, can tell you how you feel because they are not you. Even when you are the cause of those problems, even when you are to blame for every single thing that you've done, sometimes... All you can do is deal with your problems the only way you know how, by burying the pain with substances and addiction. 
I believe that God has a purpose for all of us. Even those who continually screw up right in front of us. Those are the people God's going to use to carry out his plans. Even when we are convinced someone has to be at their rock bottom, only to realize that they actually can go much lower and are willing to prove it to us. In those moments, those tough, challenging moments, what if we forgave them? Even if they don't deserve it. When they don't deserve it. Not because we want to but because our grace might be the one thing that saves them from self-destruction, maybe even death. Because of this, I believe that if God can forgive us, we can forgive ourselves, so we can undoubtedly forgive someone else. Sometimes God doesn't disclose his plans because we don't yet have the faith to imagine them yet. I cannot recite the big book from beginning to end, but I can interpret a few stories from memory. For example, here's a few that have some significance to me. The parable of the prodigal son found in Luke 15. The parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18. And finally, the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25. These are powerful, powerful stories from Jesus that highlight the thing we're talking about right now. Stories that I would encourage everyone to read and think about as they contemplate the significance of forgiving someone. I say all of this because sometimes the one thing standing in our way of forgiving ourselves is another person's judgment for something they don't understand. I'm reading a book right now called The Last Supper on the Moon by Levi Lusco. It is one of the most challenging and deeply thought out books I've ever read will technically listen to. And like most of the books I talk about, is filled with quotes I will take with me for all time. Quotes like this. When you do things for God, but don't spend time with God, you begin to act like God. Are you acting like God? Think of the people in your life who need to forgive themselves for something awful they've done. Now ask yourself, have I forgiven them? Like many of you, I need to forgive people as well. I'm not claiming to be perfect. So today, I'm going to lead the way and forgive those people in my life that I need to forgive so they can finally begin the process of forgiving themselves. I think that's pretty powerful. Would you care to join me?